Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And I noticed that the whiteboard still not done. Um, we haven't talked about it. What, um, what, would, what else would you like to see to make this done in your mind? Well, I don't, I don't know, Obert. It doesn't seem like we have no tally marks for how many perfect scores we have. You know, I was thinking about that too, but we're all tied. So I think I want to reset the clock on that one. Technically, we're not tied. I thought but we all had three. I do not have three. Right. Very important oh, okay. to know that Tud does Never not have that. three. I will draw three swans for Tud, or three swans for Chris, three swans for Ober, and two swans for Tud on this board. You're right. It is not done. Now that I know that, uh, I will unreset the, the clock. <laughs> yeah. So, as you know, I just, I just feel, I just feel like I'm, dis- I'm disappointed. I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Well, now that I'm getting your feedback, I thought it was done. I just needed to know. Um, you just you don't think it's done, so I'll no, put I missed, some more onto it. I missed the old whiteboard. The what was the what's the word? The old Kanye. The the something Kanye. The hang on. I missed the I missed the old whiteboard. The straight from the go whiteboard. Chop up the chop up the points whiteboard. The set on our goals whiteboard. I hate the new whiteboard. The bad mood whiteboard. The always not done whiteboard. The spaz, <laughs> the spaz in the news whiteboard. I miss the the sweet whiteboard. Is the, that Kanye copy pasta you just you just dropped on us? Yeah. <laughs> sure <Okay>. is. <laughs> um, well, that's perfectly valid criticism. I think no one can say anything about that. <laughs> um, no, it's a it's a refresh for season three. Looking forward, right. Uh, we're we're getting ready for next season, you know. Yeah, yeah. Season two finale next next week. Crazy. Next True. week, I will not be here. Wait, I thought so. Is episode two hundred the first episode of season three, or the last episode of season two, or both? Yeah, it's both actually. Yeah, because so I, I guess think Todd can't miss the finale. I guess the season finale and this 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 the season uh, 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 premiere unfinale. Yeah, <laughs> the season it first all one. Rolls, yeah, it all rolls yeah. into one. Yep. Yeah, I have. Um, I have my friend Andrew says that the uh, the football season starts the minute the Super Bowl ends, which I don't understand. That's true. The NFL uh, has made it a year round sports league now. So that'll be basically what uh, what our episode 200 is. And uh, yeah. And and I think I heard I hear rumor that Oktoberfest is canceled this year already. Um. So we're just going with Oktoberfest to Palooza continues. <laughs> well, why? Well, I, I think that we need to acknowledge that Oktoberfest still rages on. Or Oktoberfest to Palooza still rages on. It's true. As, it's yeah. true. Because as we know, Oktoberfest to Palooza ends when Oktoberfest begins and begins yes. immediately once Oktoberfest is over. But if Oktoberfest never happens, it's like Schrodinger's Oktoberfest to Palooza. Well, this is the the longest Oktoberfest to Palooza since Oktoberfest started in like thirteen hundred something. So, it's a very think, special event that you're all witnessing. Right. I'm. I'm just. I, I'm. I am curious to know why Oktoberfest in 2022 is canceled, and I could just be lying. Don't get my hopes up with I, <laughs> with all the Oktoberfest Palooza. It's what I look I, forward to all year. It is nice, but I do enjoy the break from the Oktoberfest Palooza and the Oktoberfest <laughs> activities. So. Nope. So apparently, Oktoberfest is is a go ahead in 2022. Uh, we all, okay. as we all know, it did not happen in 2021. Or, or 2020. 2020. Oh, but wow. I did in hear rumors midst. that it was being cam- canceled in 2022. As 2022, too, if that makes sense. It's because it's, it's, everybody's so woke now. They had to cancel Oktoberfest. 
Yeah, everybody everybody is um, so hyped about Oktoberfest of Palooza, they don't want it to end. Well, did you see what Oktoberfest said on Twitter? That's what got them canceled. <laughs> <laughs> they said something in German. It was, you know, a mis- then it was translated into English. There was a, you know, a misunderstanding in translation. And now there it's was back. an umlaut where there shouldn't have been. And that really <laughs> caused a big uproar. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I am. I am looking forward to Oktoberfest. You know, it's. If you're thinking about making an Oktoberfest beer, it might be too late already. I don't know. I think you had to brew it about a month ago. Yeah. It's August now, so you might be able to sneak it in before the Christmas seasonals come out. But But only if if you like brew it like this weekend. After this weekend, uh, it's over. Capture the folks. Yeah. Capture the late market Oktoberfest. Yeah. Yeah. Once Once all of the good Oktoberfest beers are sold out. If you make a mediocre one, you can capture that market. You know, that would be great if you were like like a, a, a I would say a sub-average brewery. If you just brewed all the styles like, you know, two months too late. And that way when it was fine, because like as we know, like Oktoberfest comes out in September. But you really want to drink it in October, at least in America. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Christmas right. beers. They start to pop up in, you know, in like October. I am pop- liking this idea. I think you're onto something here. And pumpkin beers, st- <laughs> pumpkin beers pop up in August. So if you started brewing pumpkin beers in October, by the time Thanksgiving came around, you would sell out all of your pumpkin beers. By the time Christmas rolled around, you would actually release it like near Christmas. All of your Christmas beers would be sold out. So I think that the most mediocre brew, you know what, Sam Adams, this is this is your new marketing gimmick. See, I disagree. Sam Adams is the worst offender for the early oh, yeah. seasons. I right. think Octo- uh, Sam Oktoberfest is out right now. <laughs> October, hmm. August 1st I wouldn't be surprised yeah. actually yeah it's it's um, it's just like Christmas it gets earlier every year well this is like the great value version I think of like if there's like a great value brewery right where they get they buy like the discount grains and and malts and stuff after all the good breweries have had the pickings of the finest stuff they come in and swoop in and get this the discounted secondhand malted barley or something well, this is like the, the Aldi's version of like beers. Exactly. Like when, when Chris yeah. buys his Aldi's seltzers, this is like what Aldi <laughs> should do with their beers. Yes. I think we need to talk to Aldi about this. Mr. Yeah. Mr. Aldi, give me a call. Yeah. As soon as those lagering tanks are emptied with the Sam Adams Oktoberfest, that's when our Oktoberfest swoops in, you know? <laughs> right. I like this idea. Discount late season, but perfectly timed beers. Listen, sometimes I'm smarter than I look. And the thing is, like, we don't sell them at discount beer prices. No, no, no. We sell them at normal pricing because you, we'll actually release them at the time that people want the damn beer. December 19th is when our Christmas beer comes out. You got a week. Right. And we, we'll save money because we don't have to brew, like, mega batches like Sam Adams does because we only need ours to be around for a week. Then we're on to the next one. Yeah. Our New Year's beer. Yes. <laughs> that comes out on the 25th. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh that's, I think you got to be in line for Boxing Day, 8 a.m. when the liquor stores open. <laughs> well, what we'll do to help people out, we'll, we'll release it on Christmas Eve. Okay, I, that's fair. Yeah. I like this. This is, this is a multi-billion dollar idea. Like, mm-hmm. like Jeff Bezos is like ringing my phone right now saying that he's going to give me all his money because it's such a good idea. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a call from uh, Theodore Aldi himself <laughs> asking, <laughs> asking if, he can, if he can partner with us. So. Well, who's, who's going to pay more? I don't know. I'd rather sell our beer in Aldi's than on Amazon's website. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. True. I'd buy it. 
Hell we, yeah. We know. I mean, we would all buy it. That's why we think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll just talk about beer made me thirsty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just... Oh, this beer I I heard a good one. I heard a good one. Um, how did it go? I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it, but it was like a, a personalized two wheeled uh, gyroscopic personal transporter invented in 2002. It was called a Segway. Now, what are you drinking, Ted? <laughs> wow. That's uh that's all the soundboard I deserve for that one. That's yes, fair. exactly. I don't think it's ready. All right. Chris, why don't you go first? What do you got for us tonight? Hit us with that signature uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris beer fridge groan. I'm not going to yeah. do it anymore. You guys got to be. It's beer 30, and I'm thirsty. I've been working like a dog all week long, so maybe something cold won't hurt me. Because it's beer 30, and it's time to party. Yeah, baby. Chris, I, I'm really upset that you've got so self-conscious to get rid of the groan. Nope, I have to. I have to listen. I have an image to upkeep. Okay. Well, well I can go back through the archives, find find your last time you got a beer out of the fridge, and uh, edit that groan <laughs> in. You also are supposed to be like known as like the old man of the pod. So don't you want to upload? I am. Or upload I am that. that. Image? I am the old man of the pod. It's, I'm distinguished. You're not supposed. You're supposed to respect your elders. Not not this not this elder. <laughs> All right, I have another. Another so okay so we're moving um we're moving right we're buying a house uh, oh, so congratulations thanks thank you yes Hooray. hopefully if everything goes correctly I'll close in nine days as of recording so um, a few days less when you listen to this on Thursday um, multiple times uh, so my 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 goal was the beer fridge needs to be empty oh I like that goal bef- before I before I move out right so I now got, what if I got, you fail this goal then I He's move some, drunk. Yeah, moving drunk. I'm gonna be chugging beers <laughs> while we're loading the while we're loading up the U-Haul. Um, so that being said, I have like now I do have bottles that I'm gonna use obviously because episode 200, drink my oldest beer, um, and I have a pro- I'll probably need a filler bottle for next week because the stuff I have in there is not it's all stuff I've had before. Um, but this is one. This is maybe another another whoopsie daisy that I got from my friends over at uh, at Ultimate Ales. Uh, and like I said last week, you can sell me anything, literally anything, and I don't even check anything. Another, another coconut beer with okay. coconut. I just have to say, listen, <laughs> I enjoy coconut. Todd yeah. likes coconut too. I think you reviewed more coconut beers than the two of us combined. <laughs> Correct. Correct. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, how are you doing this? I, I don't know. I actually have stouts in there too that have coconut. I was like, I don't listen, know how I this just, happens. I'm aware you have all these coconut beers because if memory serves me correct, we tried to drink, Ober and I tried to help you drink your coconut beers when we were in town. And I believe you yelled at me, I don't want to drink no coconut. Where you only had to drink a third of a, a beer with coconut in it. How'd you have oh. let us assist you with this process? Well, now we're now I'm drinking coconut all by myself. All by myself. Um, I'm hoping that this one will uh, there's there's a lot of flavors in this beer. So what I'm having is from our good friends over at Arcane Ale Works in collaboration with Deciduous Brewing Company. I'm having Grandma F- <laughs> Grandma Fingers Pastry Sour Cherry Dump Cake. So okay. this is a, a sour ale with cherry, pineapple, coconut, pecan, vanilla cake, and milk sugar. So lactose, of course. Um, I could see how you didn't notice the coconut right away when you bought that. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely one of those things I overlooked. I should have read the, those ingredients 
with a, a more with a magnifying glass, but you know, I didn't have it. I didn't have it available at the time. Um, plus, I was excited to see Arcane Ale Works. I talked about them before. I actually went there in Florida. Um, it's a really cool spot. Really, really good beer. So I was just excited to see them. So I was like, yeah, give give, give it to me. So um, I don't like the name Arcane. No, the Kinda name cool. of the beer. Oh, oh yeah, no. Grandma Fingers is kind of a weird, kind of a weird. Kind of a weird name, yeah. yeah. Can we take a closer look at that that can yeah. label? Is that a finger acting as a grandmother? No, it's it's a grandmother with a finger that's like chopped off. My my ring light is wreaking havoc on this thing right now. It's not chopped off. She stuck her finger. She fingered the pie. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did. Here, let me see if I can. Uh... Yeah, turn off that ring light. I want to take a look at this. Uh, look at this beer. There it is. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's so she it. has a, a a finger covered in pie gunk. Yep, yep. Uh it's a it's kind of a, it's a weird can. It's a weird can. Yeah, I don't I don't like I'm it. I'm with I'm with Ted on this one. <laughs> Not advertising. Like yeah, the, uh, the slogan by the way is "Granny's got dumps like a truck." Okay. I mean, Cisco will love it, but um, that being said, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that this is going to be solid. After this, I'm taking a coconut embargo yeah i don't know again how you end up with somebody <laughs> accidentally in your house i have two stouts in there that have coconut in it um i think i bought them for potentially to share or have with dana and dana doesn't drink as much as we used to um so here we go pouring grandma's fingers in here now what um what previous arcane ale works beers have you had that that we might remember I will have to. I would have to look it up. Um, but you've been to the brewery. I have been to the brewery. Yeah, and uh, they had like a man. I looked it up last time. It was like a something a peach habanero. Oh, yeah, give me swelter. Give me swelter. Give me swelter. Yes, there you go. Um, but it was like a it was like a peach habanero something or uh, um, uh, yep. uh, sour, and that thing was freaking spectacular. It was that was spectacular. the 2018 uh, gold medal winner for them. There you go. Oh, nice. See. The Gold Florida voice. It's because I voted for it that way. You gave it a 4.5. Yeah, it was, it was very good. It was, it was low ABV, if I remember correctly. It was like three point something. Um, uh, but it's very good. It is 3.4%. Yeah. Oh, so. quick quick side tangent here. So I went and saw my brewery friend this weekend and uh, talked to him about my really low percentage ABV uh, homebrew. I may have done it wrong. Um, because apparently you can't check final gravity with a refractor. You have to take a you have to take a bricks reading and then re- then report it or change it back to to uh an o- or a fi- FG re- rating. So my beer is somewhere between seven point six percent, eight point nine percent ABV. Oh, okay. Mm. Glad we got to the bottom of that. Mystery. I know that was that was weird. Yeah, it was very strange, and I have now learned a lot. So thank you, Heath. That problem solved. Oh, there you go. Hey, nice. See that? We learned something today. Um, so here we go. Uh, zero head. Head's gone um, already. Did It didn't last very long. It was very slight. Um, it's a dark, almost like amber, like dark amber, dark reddish amber. Cherry. Makes sense. Like um, you just stuck your finger in a pie. Like you just stuck your finger in a pie. Or your grandma like, fingered a pie. Oh, I golly. You were, listen. <laughs> What's the name of the beer? I know. I know. I know. But the way the the pause the pause was what I didn't like. <laughs> that's 
But uh, here we go. Light test, of course, coming at you right now. Uh, ooh. ooh, I don't know. I mean, it kind of lights up a little bit. You might, you might be able to see something. Oh, you might, you might be able to dodge it. I don't know. You might live. It would uh, be. Yeah, I'm disappointed that our patrons haven't told us how much they hate this bit yet. <laughs> no, they love it. That's why. I think this means that they love it. As, yeah, as, they, as we've yeah. clearly discussed. Silence is uh, silence is agree, ag- agreeing, right? I, I hear that, folks. If you. <laughs> If you don't say anything on Discord, we're just going to keep doing it. <laughs> and you're going to keep loving it. Yes. Um, so let's see how it is. There's a lot of a lot of flavors in this beer, including my one of my least favorite ingredients in beer. Uh, so hopefully it's enough to drown it all out. Let's find out. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. It's good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Wow. There is, number one, a lot going on with this beer. Like, a lot. Um... I just want to start off by saying the mouthfeel is like very much more on like the motor oil side, like very thick, like, mm. yeah, very thick. I don't get a ton of carbonation off of it. Um, definitely more of like a milkshakey style sour. Um, and um, there's a lot of flavors going on. There is coconut, of course, but like uh, you get hit with like a really nice, like almost like a sweet cherry and ge- cherries generally not my favorite flavor. Um um, but it, it's it's really nice. Um, there is some of that like an undertone of the coconut, but it, you taste you taste the pecans, which is kind of interesting. It adds like a nice little like nutty sweetness to it. Um, it's it's actually like pretty good. Um, oh, but I think I think Chris secretly likes coconut. I think we're learning that over the past couple of weeks. He really does like it. I mean, at this point, how could he not with all these these delicious beers he's had that has happened? <laughs> right. Um. It says it has pineapple. I can kind of get a little bit of tr- tropical fruitness on the <laughs> on the back end. Um, you know, some of that, some of your uh, your typical like pineapple bitter. It's not overly pineapple-y. Um but honestly, this is pretty good. I mean, oh, the vanilla cake. It is. It is pretty sweet. Maybe that's what's working with the cherry to help. Um, like add number one some thickness and number two some of that sweetness because like I said cherries normally not my go-to um, but like this is actually pretty good I mean there is some coconut like coconut undertones it doesn't ruin it for me um, it's like there's just there's enough stuff over the top of it that like yeah it's there but it kind of you know it gets drowned out pretty quickly um, but overall it's a pretty good beer it's pretty solid um, you're making me want it because I actually like coconut Sure. I, I, so think, I think I think, think you great. guys would enjoy this like quite a bit. Um, if it was a different I, name, I would probably enjoy it. <laughs> Todd's like minus two points for the name for sure. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. Oh man, um, let, me, let me do one more. I'm torn between two numbers. Damn, I wish I had new untapped. Uh, I'm gonna give it a something. Okay, that's step one. Admitting that you're gonna give it a rating. I'm gonna give it a four and a quarter. I think I'm gonna. What give, were uh, you yeah. uh, between four, four and a four, uh, four and four and a quarter? Like it's it's very good. It's very good, and um, it's not overpowerfully coconutty. Um, and the rest of the stuff, like I love the like even like the little hint of pecan. I like. Um, I really I, I in my old age have realized I really enjoy pecan, like pecan pie and stuff like that. So like pecan. Uh, I said what I said, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and and so I'm like I'm you know I'm pretty I'm pretty pretty happy with it so four and a quarter solid very solid well chris let's say there was uh 299 ratings on untapped Ooh, jesus <laughs> that's I'm assuming low. so low because of the name people were like nah 
Or the label art. Um, Todd, you would absolutely try this beer regardless of the name. It's still a shitty name. And I think I would tell, if I was at Arcane Beer Works sitting in their tap room, I'd be like, guys, guys, come on. You know what you're doing. It's not nice to anybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what would your grandmother think of this name? Exactly. <laughs> Grandma would probably like it. Um, let me see. 299 solo. It is one away from 300, <sighs> though. I could be the 300th one. Um, I don't think it's going to be as high as me. I'm going to say maybe in the mid, the, between between four and four and a quarter, for sure. Um, I'm going to say, give me the information, 411. So, not close at all. Damn. Um, in fact, people really do like this beer. Oh, it's higher it's, than, his guess is low. Yeah, okay. it's higher than your rating at a 4.32. Holy crap. I was not, no, I would have never... I would have never guessed it. So. so people really like this beer. I can't tell if that's the, the if, I can't tell if that's the Florida crowd. Is that the New Hampshire crowd with Decidious or Deciduous? I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, it is a good beer. It is a good beer. Uh, so I'm glad people enjoy it. I, I'm sad that I was way way off, but <laughs> I, I was on a little bit of a hot streak there. <laughs> um, but well, I mean, you never know. You never know. That's that's the one. That's the wonder of it all. But, that is true. Okay, okay. Arcane, I'm telling you. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, but I think Tud has a beer to tend to. We can hope. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, I've got an interesting beer that was gifted to me from a friend for my birthday, which was this past Thursday that we completely forgot to talk about last Happy week. birthday, Tud. Happy birthday. Thank you. Now so you're was, old like me. That ah. is true. <laughs> So it was a week ago today, when you're hearing the sound of my beautiful voice, um, August 4th, and one of my friends gifted me a beer by Abomination called Drippy Popsicle. Wow. It is a, I love Abomination, so tell me more. It is a bomb pop beer with a, like a crow, that's a skeleton crow that's, or skeleton, no, that's a penguin. A skeleton penguin, um, or a, a penguin that doesn't have any fur on its head, just a skeleton penguin head with a with a penguin body holding a bomb pop this is the second bomb pop beer you've brought to the podcast that is true and so this is a what this technically is is it's a fruited smoothie sour with cherry lime blueberry and raspberry so what makes this beer unique though is it says make your own drippy drippy popsicle at home stick can in freezer wait one hour open pour and serve oh so you like make it a beer slushy i believe so huh interesting so the beer I got today at work, because it was one of my coworkers that gave it to me, so I did not put it in the fridge until about 7.30-ish. Uh, so it's been in the fridge, it was in the fridge for about, uh, you know, an hour and a half before I put it in the freezer, and now it's been in the freezer for about an hour and a half. So I think this should be cold enough to do this. Um, this weighs in at 5.5% ABV, and obviously it's abomination, so we know it's already going to be incredible, I believe, uh, but let's, let's crack it open and see. Hopefully this does not make a giant freaking mess. Let's find out. Yeah, so for listeners who might not be familiar with Bob Pops, the red, white, and blue popsicle. That had the, what was it? Cherry is the white, blueberry is the blue, and what's the red one? Cherry? I think it's blue raspberry, lemon, and cherry. Okay. So, unfortunately, I don't think, I don't think this, it did not freeze into a slushy. It just froze into a normal beer. Mm. You don't put it's, the glass in the freezer and I'll review my beer? No, no. I no. don't want to. I will report back. 
in a couple weeks as to whether or not this worked again. Because I will continue to try this. Until, <laughs> you got a whole four pack. Okay. Yes, I got a whole four pack. So I will continue to try this until until I find success or all four beers are gone, whichever comes first. Um, similar to Chris's, it is a it is a little bit darker than Chris's. It's it's almost black. Yeah, it looks like a flat Coke. Yeah, but it has yeah. it definitely has a red tinge to it. Oh, it is looks like are. a flat cherry Coke. No way, you're you're dead. Dark the, the as light. Night. The light test re- reports back no no seeable light through the drippy popsicle. You wouldn't even see the tail lights after you went over the. Uh, no, this <laughs> is as dark as a, it's as dark as a stout. It's a billion SRM. On the nose, it smells abundantly of cherry. It smells like it's definitely going to be very sour. It kind and it does it does not just for comparison's sake. So the other bomb pop beer I brought was the Alvarium Rocket Pop. Uh, this does not smell like that beer. It smells entirely different. A lot more cherry on the nose. Uh, you get a lot more of that like that like sour funk smell on the nose as well. Uh, no discernible head either. Just kind of went away. But let's uh, let's try this baby and see if see if it tastes like a popsicle. I will say my four year old would love this. He loves he loves those Bond pops. So as one would expect, coming out of the freezer, it is very cold. <laughs> Um, usually I would not bring this cold of a beer to the pop- podcast, but we were trying to go for something here that did not work. So unfortunately I'm going to have to review this beer way too cold for probably what it's trying to pull off. It, it is not as sour as it smells and it tastes kind of like that, like that faux cherry, it tastes, it tastes kind of like a faux cherry part of the bomb pop. Um, where, you know, you can tell that they're going for cherry, but it's not quite cherry. It it tastes like what it's supposed to taste like, in my opinion. Um, probably should be frozen, but it does finish with a very odd, like, malt flavor. Like, you can actually taste the malt on the back end, which is very odd. Especially for something that's supposed to be a sour. And I know Abomination can do sours because they've done sours in the past that have been, you know, successful. And this is less than a month old. It was canned on July 13th, 2022, at 1.09 p.m. Um... Not the best. You know, if you're going for a Rocket Pop, I would say go with the, the Bomb Pop or the Rocket Pop or whatever the name the Alvarium chose to change from because they got sued by the company that makes these popsicles to change their name. So if the popsicle is Bomb Pop, their beer is Rocket Pop. If the popsicle is Rocket Pop, they change their, near, they change their name to Bomb Pop. Well, that's um, disappointing because Abomination always seems like they knock out of the park. Yeah, it's not, it's not the best. It's not terrible. Um, it is very drinkable. It's very crushable. I think that had this had the gimmick have worked and it was a beer slushy, I think I'd be giving it an entirely different rating because I think I'd be oh this is really cool. They got a beer slushy in a can. Yada yada yada. Do you think maybe you need to give it a little bit to warm up then? I think the malt taste is just going to become more present. Okay. Because it's, it's well, you could I guess you could tell us later if the if your rating would change right right but right. you you could give it give us what you were going to say now. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it a, a three seven five. Not my favorite. Um, a little bit of a letdown. Okay. For Untapped. Well, I let me tell know. you how many ratings there are. Well, Untapped actually one less check in than Chris's with two hundred ninety eight ratings. Great. <laughs> um, that means you're gonna be point zero one further away. The only thing I can think of is that it's gonna have a higher rating because a Abomination has hot pipe. Uh, a lot of hot pipe. And B, if people could get the drippy popsicle aspect to work, I think that's a cool gimmick that gets you a higher rating on Untapped than you usually would get. So I'm going to guess it's going to be, it's still not the best beer. So I'll say gimmick-wise, somewhere around a 4.0, uh, 4. 
Is it, would it be lower than a four? No, hot pipe would move that up. 3.99. Okay, I thought you were going to guess much higher. Right. You are very close. Not quite there. It is a 4.01. Uh, so, so far away. 0.02 off. 0.02. Damn it. Left the door wide open yeah. for Ober to just waltz right on through. Mm-hmm. At least a point. Yeah. O- like, you're, you, like, if you look at the first number, you're a point off. And yes. <laughs> that <laughs> so is true. You lose a point. Uh, you lose a tally. I'm still in the lead. But the way you were talking, you're like, it's going to be high, which to me. Well, higher than me. Right. I'm mean, higher than me. Gotcha. Yeah. I think that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a very hard critic for this beer. And because the gimmick didn't work, I am upset with the beer. Well, sorry, Chris, you are not man of the people this week. Um, we'll sad see. to say. <laughs> Maybe there's some weird way I could just take me and Tud out of the running completely. I guess with if a, we blow up before now and the end of the episode, I guess Chris automatically me gets a and mark. Tud's guests carefully each other out completely. Yep, yep. Yeah, if I get it negative .02 off. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I win. So, Obert, what, as the final person, what are you drinking? Well, I'm really excited to bring this beer on. Um, it's a brewery I've talked about before that I'm a fan of. Uh, I don't know if either two of you have had it much, but uh, one of my favorite breweries out of the state of Vermont somehow made its way all the way here to Montana. Interesting. And that is Four Quarters Brewing. Um, How did you get that out there? No idea. It was like... A magical beer fairy deposited it at my local beer store. <laughs> this is their Sky Bliss, um, just labeled an IPA. Can't find too much more information from it on the can. Canned June 21st, so not reasonably that old. fresh. Not that old. Um, but yeah, four quarters. I love them. Um, you can't find them in Connecticut, right? No. Yeah, I don't know if they're just uh, – it's weird. It's like finding Fat Orange Cat around the country. They must be just hooked up with a weird distribution network somehow where I got them here. Well, I mean, Fat Orange Cat makes sense, though, because it's – it's it's they're brewed out of 12%. And 12% is a is a big brewery as far as breweries go, and it also is its own distrib- distributor. Okay. I didn't know you could find other 12% beers that far from Connecticut. Yeah, I think Jenna has had Skygazer and – Chris has found it, and I think people have yeah. had, found Abomination. Okay. Hmm. I Yeah, that is news to me. That is interesting. Um, but, yeah, so I wish I had more to say about this beer before I cracked it open. I don't even know what hops are in it. It's just a picture of a nice blue, cloudy sky with the beautiful sun nestled in the clouds. Nice orange font on a light blue sky. Sky what? Sky Bucks? Sky Bliss. Uh-huh. Yeah. Stupid sticker on the important information again. <laughs> this would make sense. They put it over the old UPC. So, like, that makes right. sense. 6.7% ABV is all I can really find on here, and it just says a single IPA. So, without further ado, let's crack into this sucker. Ooh, it's lighter than I would have guessed. Uh, as far as hazies go, it's much more on the pale scale. has a nice little melon aroma to it. Very sweet in that like honeysuckle, honeydew kind of way. Take a look at this beer. Um, not really coming through the webcam, but it's uh, ooh, it is quite hazy. It's it's one of those beers that when you shine a flashlight through it, the whole beer lights up like a light bulb, right? As opposed to being able to see right through it. So you would know a car is coming, but you'd you know it's coming, but see. I don't think you could dodge it. Yeah, you couldn't tell if it was a car or a motorcycle. <laughs> Based True. on the light alone. It's just one big 
blob of light coming at you. Right, right. Yeah, like I described, you get that melony sweetness on the on the nose. It smells like it's gonna be tasty. All right, cheers. 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 As a matter of fact, I like beer. He likes beer. Okay, I'm not good at this game, but I want to throw out a hot prediction. Ooh, hot prediction. I think there's El Dorado in here. We can name this Hop Off the Presses. Hop Off the Presses, our new hottest, hoppiest segment, <laughs> where we try and guess what hops are in the beer, um, and you find out if we're right or wrong, if we can find that information, or we'll never know. <laughs> well, I can tell you that based on Untapped, we will never know. Okay. Um, I'm afraid to Google it, because sometimes Untapped pops up when you hit I'm working on it. Right. But, but yeah, I'm getting... It's really hard for me to put my finger on what flavors that is evoking. It's just not, I can think of what flavors it's not. It's not like a super citrusy flavor. As it's warming up, I'm thinking maybe a little bit of mosaic. That's um, what I get when sometimes I get that favorite flavor I love to describe to Chris of bubble gummy. Where it's that, <laughs> that kind of raw sweetness that you get of just like straight sugar. Um, but it is got a little bit of West Coast grittiness to the hop as opposed to being a straight floral citrus bomb. That's where I think the El Dorado is coming in for me. The longer it takes to find the answer, the more hops that I'm afraid that it could be. So I'm going to say <laughs> I also see like Nelson Sauvine maybe as an option. Mm, I think they keep this shit under wraps. I'm like okay. I'm like not seeing anything. Like beer advocate, this drizzly alcohol delivery service. Like not seeing much. So I'm I'm just gonna say yeah, probably El Dorado. Sure, we'll go with that. What if you go to www.4qbc.com? I'm working on it. Okay, sounds like a job for Tud. <laughs> Literally says Sky Bliss American IPA, six point seven percent ABV. Hmm. Yeah, I'm seeing that too on their website. And like, which wouldn't be notable except every single other one of their IPAs tells you, tells what, they you are. what their hops are. Yep. Right? It's like, like, oh, First Light, IPA with Mosaic hops. Ghosts in the Sky, double IPA with Galaxy and Ella hops. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say they might have used like an experimental hop variety or just something new that they didn't feel comfortable putting on their menu. So, um, or it's El Dorado. We'll never know. <laughs> okay, well, this has been a bust. Um, what's the segment called again? Hop off the presses. Hop off the presses. This is um, not, not on the presses for sure. But it sure I mean, they tell you how much They tell you how much you're, what temperature you're supposed to serve it at, but they won't tell you what's in it. Oh, what temperature is it supposed to be? 45 to 50. Okay, it's definitely a little cooler than that. It's like fridge temperature, maybe approaching 40 degrees by now. But I'm enjoying it. I won't lie, it's not the four quarters beer that made me fall in love with the brewery. It's um, a, a stereotypical IPA from a brewery that makes good hazy IPAs. Okay. Um, which is good. It's good. It's a 4.0. It's like not okay. blowing my lid, I think. Um, this is, I would go to Skygazer. I would order a flight. This would be one of the IPAs that I would taste and move on from versus like some of the other IPAs. I might be like, oh, I want to buy a four pack of that to bring home. You so know? it's not special is what you're saying. It's not special. Thank you, Ted. That's a good way to put it. Um, Sky Bliss, you're ordinary. <laughs> 4.0. It's not Bliss. It's just Sky Ordinary. Yeah. 
So does this have 297 check-ins or what? No, it's got quite a few more. Uh, okay. 2,539 check-ins. That is quite a bit more. Yep. Um, I wonder if they think the same as me, that it's just fine. I'm going to go ahead and say untapped is directly in line with what I guessed and say 4.00. Lock it in. <laughs> well, a valiant effort for second place tonight. Um, it is a 3.89. Okay. So, yeah, they, they, they agreed. They said it was not their best work. Fun fact, the two friends that we share in common, Obert, have collectively rated this a 4.0. Ooh. So the, the, uh, I, get, I get a friend tally. There we go. Worth nothing. <laughs> I write it in invisible ink on the whiteboard. But here's the friend tally for Obert. <laughs> gets, uh, gets on the board. We'll never see it, but we'll know it's right here. So there we go. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying more of their beer. In uh, hopefully they had one other offering there, but this was the only one I could find singles of. So that's why it's on the show tonight. Is this, um, this is not a store you can just pull a single off of and make it a single? Yeah, then I would have left a three-pack there. and They have like a separate singles section uh, where um, they have broken up singles. So I just And they have like single, they're labeled with the barcodes for singles too. So it just makes the whole thing a little easier, you know? Yeah. So I'd like to, Albert, if I may, revisit my beer real quick. Oh, good. Um, you have different thoughts? So it has warmed up a little bit, um, and it, it's interesting because the bready flavor has kind of disappeared. Like, the, the malt flavor at the back has disappeared. Um, still, I don't think it changes my rating too much. I mean, maybe I'd give it a 4.0 because um, it doesn't have like, that off flavor. But it does concern me that maybe if I would have gotten this as a slushy, it would have had that off flavor. So, interesting. Um, but I will report back, You know, like I said, in a couple weeks, hopefully having mastered the making of a beer slushy in my own fridge. <laughs> yeah, I would love to find out from the Abomination folks, like, if they did anything different to this beer, or if you could just throw any beer in the freezer and make your own slushy. Right. You know, did they, like, add, like, glycerin to the beer to make <laughs> it not freeze so good? Or is it um, just something you could do with any fruited sour? Yeah, that would could be... Could you take, like, your grandma's fingers and make, like, a grandma's fingers slushy? There well, you go. No. <laughs> Ted says you cannot for the name alone. Yes, <laughs> get that image out of his head. So, um, Chris, I know you're a big fan of musicals. I am, yeah. Did you see the news today? I did. Very sad. I did not. What's so, the news? Uh, goodbye, Sandra D. Olivia Newton-John has, has passed away. Passed away at the age of 73. See, I didn't think Chris was a fan of old musicals. Grease is one of those ones that I think everybody's a fan of. Grease is a classic. Are you a fan of it? I am a, so yes. So Grease is actually the first musical I ever saw in a play. I've seen Grease on Broadway. I've seen Grease at the Bushnell. I've seen Grease um, in a high school play. I've, I like Grease a lot. Um, Apparently, yeah. You've seen Grease more times than I thought you've gone to the theater in your life. <laughs> the, oh, like a like a fancy theater? But yeah, with the E at the end. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I do happen to really like Grease. Um, I, you know, my my parents were a big fan of it. My mom was a really big fan of it. Uh, I know the soundtrack by heart, frontwards, forwards, backwards. I, I know everything. I know everything about Grease. I don't know about Grease too. I've never watched it, but I know Grease. I know Grease one. Did you um, t- sh- share the news with your mom? I did not. I think mm, she okay. shared it on Facebook herself, which is how I learned about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Miss it, uh, Dana. Um, 
uh, broke the news to me right before I started stream this this evening. So I played some Grease to start uh, my stream today in in honor of Olivia Newton John. So can I just I say mean, what an incredible soundtrack, by the way, amazing Grease? soundtrack. I mean, the, it's it's a classic. It's a classic. You gotta, you gotta love it. It's the best musical soundtrack, and I would put that up against. Put it up against Hamilton. I'll put it up against everything. It is the greatest musical soundtrack ever to exist. And Chris is looking at me very confused. And I will tell Chris. I'll tell you this. Greece came out in the in the seventies. It is uh-huh. still being played today in twenty twenty two. Yeah. We'll see if Hamilton is has longevity. But there's no there's no such thing as you know. I, nobody has more longevity than Greece. Sound of music. Sorry. What was that? I couldn't <laughs> hear you, Ted. <laughs> I'll go with it. I mean, I couldn't tell you a name of I couldn't tell you any songs from from Sound of Music, but I could tell you all the Grease ones. What about that? Clearly, music? you're a Grease fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, that opinion is not shared by me. But, me neither. But you know, it, it is. That's it is, not, it's a, a, that's great not an official DAWF opinion. That's a ton exclusive there. It's a great soundtrack. I'm not it's taking fine. that away. I'm not taking I, anybody that away. who wants to argue. I'll fight them. Yeah. But um, some of these some of these new musicals, I don't know, are just so. So catchy and so good, and Hamilton's obviously one of them. But you you don't think that the Grease soundtrack is catchy? I don't think. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't think. I've never. I I didn't. I wasn't alive in the '70s. Believe it. Believe it or not, even in my old age. Um. But I don't know. I just feel like it's. And you mentioned Hamilton, and like it's so many people listen to that all the time. Like our whole generation is obsessed with Hamilton. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe Greece was the same way. You can't stream it though, you know. That's the so, problem. So just to I mean, just just to throw some numbers at you to cement this, the, the soundtrack yep. has sold approximately twenty eight million copies worldwide, making it one of the best selling albums of all time. Um also ranking amongst the biggest selling soundtrack of all time. The the song You're the One That I Want was a, a number one hit for both John Travolta and Olivia Newton John. Um in addition, it had other major hits like or m- other major artists such as Shanana. Barry Gibb, Frankie Valli, and it really did jumpstart John Travolta's career, who was one of the biggest actors in the world for a few years, and also, you know, jumpstarted Olivia Newton-John's not only acting career, but also her singing career, too, where she then went on to have another few hits, all off the back of this one movie. Yeah, but now she's dead. So how'd that work out for her? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that is no. true. That is true. She also went on to, to fight breast cancer for 30 years. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, it's crazy. So. Um, Ted, you sound like a guy who drank Budweiser all his life and then had a, a Boston lager when they first came out and was like, I'm only drinking these from now on, and this is the best beer that's ever been invented, and I will fight anyone who disagrees. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, also, I mean, hang on one, one second over. I was just trying to make this into a beer analogy to relate it back to our podcast. But also in terms of yes, it was revolutionary. But also, there had it was been number one in sixteen in countries. Technology. Sixteen countries across the globe. This this soundtrack was number one. Well, what about the soundtrack to Mamma Mia? Nowhere. I, I guarantee it's nowhere even close. Mamma Mia, the movie soundtrack. It has sold. It does not say. Was it, it was number num- one? It was number one in one, two, three, four, five, six, fifteen. Which is more countries than than Greece, and that was just one I just came no. up with off the top of no, my no, head. No, 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 one less. Oh, I think you said twelve. No, the other Greece was okay. sixteen. Gotcha. It has only just, sold 
1,694 million copies, or 1.6 million copies ac- you know, across, the, across the globe. Well, I mean, clearly no one on this podcast or who listens to this podcast will ever convince you that Grease is not the best musical that's ever made. <laughs> and you won't convince me nor Chris that it is the best musical that's ever made. So, well, I, And I will say that it, Hamilton only was number one in one country, the U.S., well, just take saying, that, Hamilton. Just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Put John Travolta on the 10. Put Olivia Newton-John on the $10 <laughs> bill is what Todd's saying we should do. Yep, I'm in. Um, but no, thanks for sharing the sad news. I guess that's what you do when people share sad news with you. Thank them for it. Uh, yeah, Todd, listen to more musicals. Like, try Grease 2. No, I, I don't I don't want to. Amongst In the Grease community, Grease 2 is... Is one that that is not acknowledged for for us greaseheads. We don't uh, we don't talk about Grease, Grease Two. Grease Two is the Jaws Three. Everybody knows that. Okay, I didn't know Grease Two was in three D. <laughs> Grease Grease Two is the Godfather Part Three. Okay, Jaws Three, Godfather Three. Yes, it single handedly killed the franchise. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think. I was okay with you not liking musicals when I didn't know you liked Grease. Now that I know you like Grease, I just have so many other musicals that I think you should see. Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it, but the, the issue is is that it's it, it can't be beat. It's it's the that's you're only me, 5.0, and all the rest will be 4.75. So the rest that's of what make, well, that's what makes me not like other musicals is that none of them can compete with with Grease. It's an engaging story. It's a good story. It's got great music. Some straight up bangers. I disagree so much with your like, <laughs> I I am imagining one of our listeners, Jason, who we talk about as our movie critic, just like ripping his earbuds out right now. <laughs> with this and, he, and, he may, and he may be, um, but Jason's not a music guy. So, you know, he likes music, but he's not a music buff. And I will tell you this. If you put on Grease, you will belt it out. If you put on Grease Lightning, you will also belt that out. If you put on You're the One That I Want, you will also belt that out. So in belt out ability, Grease is number one. Oh, for sure. Again, Mamma Mia soundtrack. I mean, there's some, <laughs> there's some very beltable songs there. Well, it's only Mamma Mia, Here I Go Again. You had it up. I mean, you could go through the track list. There's, uh, what is it? <laughs> money, money, money. There's, uh, you know, the Dancing Queen. Basically, every ABBA hit they decided they made, forced into this musical. So... There is an ABBA hit out there that they didn't somehow turn into Mamma Mia. Yeah, but that doesn't... So, technically, I would disagree that that counts, because if they were already previously hit... Because it's not a real musical. <laughs> I'm talking, like, original original soundtrack-wise. Mama, nothing on Mamma Mia doesn't sound like a lot of it's original. Grease... You've, you've never watched the show, so you wouldn't... You, you can't talk. <laughs> but, it, but from what you said, all those songs were previously hits. Yes, that is true. Grease, that was all new songs. A lot of them were sung by Olivia Newton-John and, and Elton... Olivia Newton-John, and yeah, John. And John Travolta. Her, her grandfather. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you, Todd. Can you feel the love tonight? That's that's off of Lion King. I, another great musical, better than Grease. <laughs> it's not better than Grease, though. Well, also a great soundtrack. Though. Hakuna Matata. <laughs> nope. I will, I will die on this ship. Oh God! All right. Well, let's 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 get over to the frosty mug of wisdom, where I can't wait to be king. Uh, 
<laughs> I just can't wait. Um, let's get over there. Let's, um, let's fill our frosty mug up with musicals, life hacks, bangers, um, stuff we want to listen to, stuff we want to jam to, stuff we want to hang out with. I don't know. It's a frosty mug. Uh, Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom! All right, thank you, Jordan. And um, as we turn to the new and improved whiteboard, <laughs> what were you what were you saying? All the criticisms you had of it earlier, Todd? Oh, I want the old whiteboard, the the down to ride whiteboard, the the way it used to be whiteboard, the fun whiteboard, the 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 original whiteboard. I don't want the the bad whiteboard, the unfinished whiteboard, the whiteboard that's under construction. Yeah, I like the old. We turn to the whiteboard under construction. Got to erase this big O at the end of Todd's thirty. Put in 31 here. And there's no more gates. Like, Chris can't be the gatekeeper without gates. I know. They didn't fit with the new motif of video game high score. But, um, Tud, honk, 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 honk. I think my whole objective this episode is just to disagree with Tud in everything, all of his thoughts. Fine. Um, <laughs> You're just disagreeing with, with the correct I, person. I will support you in your frosty mug of wisdom. Here you go. Watch out. It's cold. Take this handle and, um... It's yours. It's yours to do what you please with. Thank you, man of the people, Todd. Um, I will hand the Frosty Mug of Wisdom off to Chris to go first this week. <laughs> All right. So I have a <laughs> a musical soundtrack to share with you guys. Um, I was gonna go a different route, but I figured, you know, given given the circumstances, um, a, a a person in my community turned me on to. I don't know if you guys know this. There is a Shrek the Musical. Have you guys seen this or watched it or anything? Yeah, it's um, done a lot of times by like high schools and stuff around here. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there is a production on Netflix, um, which I have not watched yet, going to. Um, but I started by listening to the soundtrack. The soundtrack's very good. I mean, it follows the story of Shrek, um, one of the greatest movies released in 2002 or whenever it was released. Um but uh, it follows the soundtrack to Shrek, the, uh, the, the main character. Well, I'm going to say whoever plays Princess Fiona is, like, incredibly talented. Her voice is spectacular. Um, the main character is also very good, but she's, like, she's my highlight. My highlight is Princess Fiona. Let me get her name real quick. Um, hold on. Stupid phone. Fiona Grandma Fingers. <laughs> That's what they call her. <laughs> Sutton Foster. Sutton Foster is uh, is Princess Fiona. I like her... Fiona be- Fiona Grandma Fingers better, personally. <laughs> and her her voice is spectacular. Um, she also has like w- one of my favorite song my, one of my favorite songs in the whole thing, which is um, I know it's today, but it's extremely good. It's you know it's got all of the I don't know if you enjoy Shrek and if you enjoy musicals, I I recommend checking it out. It's it's pretty catchy. I've been uh, binging it on the rides to work. Um, more recently so i can't wait to watch the the netflix thing i didn't even know it was really on there until uh so she was like oh it's on netflix I'm like, oh cool so uh, so i know you haven't seen it yes. but is it like a live action thing 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, you know, people dressed up as Shrek and as Donkey and Fiona. Um, and so is it like a different take on the story, like from like Fiona's perspective? Or is it just like retelling the same story, like much like The Lion King on stage? It's mu- it's more like The Lion King on stage. Um, but there it seems as though there are some maybe background into Lord Farquaad because you get a couple songs about Lord Farquaad that you you don't hear of like his backstory and like why he's so the way he is um which is kind of which is kind of kind of nice but as far as i can tell everything else is basically just following the 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 movie um i'll let you know in a future handle most likely when i when i when i watch it on netflix the old double dip the old double dip might as well now you can't Um, tell me that you think that the shrek soundtrack is better than the grease soundtrack i mean i could i could say i mean you could but i think you'd be would you would you say that are you saying that i've listened to the shrek soundtrack more than the grease soundtrack in my lifetime have you listened to the Grease soundtrack before? Yes, I have listened. To, I mean, I haven't listened to it a ton. I've listened to it before. I like have Grease. You s- have you I'm seen not- Grease the musical? I haven't seen the musical. I've only seen the movie. Well, I don't know th- if that, that is. I, I mean, that counts. That is but. the movie. It's a mu- It's a musical movie. Oh, okay, okay. Then yeah, I, I yeah. Then I've seen that. I haven't watched it recently. I have thought about. Uh, I've thought about watching it, but maybe I'll have to now. Poor Olivia Newton John. But anyways, better than Grease. Check out Shrek the musical. <laughs> <laughs> one of the laundry lists of musicals better than Grease. Listen, listeners, I think this will be my last episode on Drinking One With Friends. I think I'm going to, to retire. Retire at 198. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, all, right, all right. Anyways, Todd, who, who's going next? Uh, I guess I'll go next. I'm not happy with that last handle. I wish I could, I wish good, I could pour... It's a good musical. Listen to I it. I wish I could pour a handle out. Um... My handle this week will be a nice portable speaker um, to bring along in a travel bag, but you can also use it out and around a pool um, or just outside in general, but it's it's small and it sounds really mighty. It is the JBL Clip 4. Um, it you know, fits in the palm of your hand. It has a, a clip to it so you can you know, clip it to a, to a backpack or in a backpack or on you know, a line that you're hanging out in the yard or if you have a string that's attached to a pool. It's waterproof. Um, it's only co- it only costs like forty bucks, and it sounds incredible. Uh, don't be fooled by getting the JBL Clip Three as I was. Um, oh, amateur mistake. Correct. Go out and get the the new one, the JBL Clip Four, because I I I bought the third the third one, and I was like, well, this I was like, no, I was supposed to buy the fourth one, so I bought the fourth one and have not returned the third one. I did not return the third one before I bought the fourth one. Um, I I played them side by side, and the the JBL Four has deep bass. Or deep bass, uh, high trebles, you know, good mids. It is a great portable speaker coming in at forty bucks. Uh, it's like I said, it's waterproof. You can't really go wrong. Um, you know, if you're hanging out at the top of a mountain, maybe after a hike, and you want to crank some tunes and maybe drink a beer, you know, buy this thing. It only weighs you know a couple ounces, so it's not like you're going to weigh any hiking pack down. Um, you know, you're outside with the kids, you maybe grilling some meats. Clip this thing to your your grill. Bada bing, bada boom, outdoor stereo, ready to go. Well, so it's waterproof, but we don't know if it's grill proof. <laughs> it is true. We do not know if it's grill proof. I'm just saying, you know, I wouldn't put it on the grill, but you could put it next to the grill for okay, sure. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I just wouldn't clip it directly to the grill. Yes, I would clip it to like the side of the grill, like the metal part of the grill. The, part, the part that doesn't have flames shooting through it. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah, clip that 
clip your JBL speaker to like the part of the grill that holds like the the tongs or whatever. You know, they got like the little hook. Perfect. And then just blast that Shrek soundtrack. <laughs> no, no, blast the grease soundtrack through that. But Ober, I thought I thought of you as well because like you do a lot of hiking, and you know if you ever want to sit down and have some lunch and maybe you know listen to some great tunes while you're staring at a mountain or staring down a mountain, it's a great little thing. It's not too heavy. You know, obviously don't go hiking through the woods playing it because I think a lot of hikers will you know look at you funny, especially in glacier because I've, I've noticed that and you know you're there to be amongst nature. But once you're once you're resting, you can be amongst amongst the music. Maybe I'll download some like top yodel jams and just like blast some yodeling from on top of a mountain peak you could do that you could do some some uh, sea shanties not that's a little less traditional but okay or just blast some grease up there you know you're getting uh, i like that there we go you're getting closer to Livy newton john she want you want her to hear you up there so go up to the top of the highest mountain and turn up the music let her know that she is the one that i want Correct. (laughs) okay um well Thank you for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this frosty mug. And I guess I got to continue with the theme here. And I wasn't even going to make this by handle, but we, we've, we've done this grease thing so much now that I have <laughs> to put over a musical. No. Um, I, didn't, I w- didn't want to, but you did it with the speaker too. Like you really set me up for it. My favorite musical I've ever seen um, is Town. I, I think I've talked about it before, at least to you guys. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I love You're in Town. It's a weird show. Um, the soundtrack, again, is phenomenal. It's very meta, and like it, re- it assumes that you've seen a lot of other musicals. <laughs> so it's like very referential to you know the, the traditional musicals. So maybe like not a good handle for Tud, but um, you know, there's like one character like little Susie something that is just like uh breaks the fourth wall constantly and like she and the narrator talk back and forth about how like all the tropes that go are going on in the story and it's um a dystopian future where to ration water they charge everyone to use the toilet so that you that's how you don't use too much water because you have to pay to pee um and then of course there's there's a hero right um hang on Captain P. P.P. Pants McGee. No, of course the hero's name is uh, Bobby Strong. And, like, what a stereotypical hero name. But um, they go in and they play on the tropes, and it is it does kind of poke fun at, like, capitalism and, like, post-capitalism and, like, the alternative to that, too. And it's like, at the end of the day, maybe capitalism was all that was keeping the system in check. <laughs> but... Um, I really enjoy it. I'm also going to put a link to the to the soundtrack in the show notes because You're in Town is a great show. And um, I also re- realize now that Todd doesn't really listen to any of my handles anyway. So what does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'd like to thank you for listening. We'd like to thank the breweries who provided today's beers. I will thank Abomination for the drippy popsicle. I would like to thank both Arcane Ale Works and Deciduous uh, Brewing Company for their Grandma Fingers Pastry Sour Cherry Dump Cake, Tud's favorite beer. At least the favorite name. I'd like to thank uh, uh, Four Quarters for their Sky Bliss. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you head over to Patreon and for as little as a dollar a month, you can join and get some extra episodes of Drinking Alone with Friends, about 20 minutes long. Um, and any dollar you spend towards that does help uh, 
the show directly. Also, please head over to Discord and join the live, live conversation over there with other fans of the podcast. And finally, if you're a little too cheap to sign up for Patreon, just head on over to you know your favorite podcast listening app and leave us a five-star rating and a review. That is the best way, if you're too cheap, to give us some money to, to help other people find this podcast. And then finally, good old word of mouth. You know, you're sitting at a brewery, somebody's talking about how they like beer, you like beer, everybody likes beer, and you mention our podcast, and people are like, oh, I like beer and I like podcasts, and bada bing, bada boom, new listener for us. So make sure you do that as well. Um, you know, go listen to Greece, celebrate Olivia Newton-John, and with that, my name's go to Go to Discord, tell us what we had for breakfast. Obert does want to know what you had for breakfast. Yeah. With that, my name's Dud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Now, the fact that I know that Ted does listen to my handouts does break my heart a little bit. But at the end of the day, I don't know if I really could ever convince him to find a new musical to listen to. I don't think so. I don't think so, Robert. But I will say that, you know... Everything and everywhere, all at once. I liked it. I, I liked it. I thought it was a good one. I don't think Chris would like it personally. I think there's a lot going on that you just would be like, nah, absolutely not. No, this was that was a handle just for you. I knew Chris wasn't going to listen. Right. I think most it, of my I, handles are aimed at my two co-hosts. I would I would say that I think Chris I think Chris would play out if he was watching on his couch. I think he would play on his phone too much to follow the story. Is it that a good, complicated of a story? I was I like, think, is it a good movie? I think, I, but I think like with like the subtitles and the non-subtitles and paying attention to this and that, I don't know. Yeah, it's a good movie, Chris. It is a really good movie. But I don't think you like it. It's fair. Is it because it's a movie? <laughs> yes, mostly. It's a, well, not only is it a movie, it's new. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. That's it. It's slightly old, though. I mean, it, it came out earlier this year. Ted saw it in theaters. I mean, how old could it be? Yeah, no, never mind.